Hello, everyone. This is Joseph Brownlee, Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Welcome to a very special program that I'm going to be doing. That's coming up going to be a lot of hot button, hot topics that I'm going to be teaching about that uh, hopefully you get something out of it. And it, it can help you grow more in understanding God's word and what God is doing today in all lives. Gentile, not just Jewish people, but all lives, including the Jews. OK. What I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to piggyback what I left off on. Uh, how should we be looking at Israel? How should we treat Israel? Should we treat Israel, the nation itself, or Jews any different, good or bad, than anyone else in the world under grace today? Was it ever that way of show favoritism to them? Okay, when you go through the history of the Bible, uh, one thing you could understand that's very important in the word of God of understand how God is moving especially when it comes to Israel, is following a pattern in the Bible, in the word of God, how he moved through their obedience and disobedience. That's a clue of how to follow where God moves today. And you might say, well, what they got to do with Israel? Well, okay, how is Israel moving today? How, what is Israel believing today? Who is Israel following today? And what happened when they obeyed God or what happened when they disobeyed God? You must follow the pattern of the Bible Israel in the Bible, because it's no different today. There's no special privileges today, the way God moves when it comes to certain acts of peoples and nations. OK, that's very important to understand that God rejected Israel when it was disobedient. God blessed Israel when it was obedient. Follow that pattern in the Bible. And then you find out where's Israel and what they believe in today. The Jews today. And then you will know what God is standing with Israel today. You see how simple that is? Because he does not change. If you believe God does not change, you look at his pattern through the Bible. How he treated Israel when they was obedient and disobedient. And then you fall back. You say, OK, how what is Israel doing today? How God is going to treat them. Then you look at the uh, which is going to be the tribulation period. He set up a kingdom. What was Israel doing then? And what did God do? You follow that pattern, you cannot go wrong. You'll know what how God is looking at Israel. Does he look at Israel differently or does he look at Israel as other Gentile nations? It's not hard to figure that out when you follow that pattern because God never changes. We do, but God never changes. OK. Less are we giving more props to Israel than they, they deserve? If God is not doing it, why are we doing it? See, God is still in control. Follow what I'm saying. You might misunderstand what I'm saying. If God is not doing it and he's not giving them special privileges and you know how God moved in Israel when he moved, signs, wonders, miracles, you know, stuff like that. If God is not giving them a special privilege today, which I'm going to just I'm not I'm just going to want you to follow a pattern. Why should we? And I'm not saying not pray for him or nothing like that. But why should we? OK, let me. Let you hear something. This is six reasons why most Jews does not accept Jesus as their Messiah and King. Listen closely.
Christian missionaries like Jews for Jesus claim that Jesus is the Jewish Messiah. Why has Judaism rejected this assertion for 2,000 years? The concept of the Messiah has its foundation in our Jewish Bible, the Tanakh, which clearly teaches that all of the following criteria must be fulfilled before any person can be acknowledged as the Messiah. Number one, when the Messiah is reigning as King of Israel, the Jewish people will be ingathered from the 2,000-year exile and will return to Israel, their homeland. However, Jesus never reigned as king, and the Jewish people have not yet all returned to live in their promised homeland of Israel. Number two, the Holy Temple in Jerusalem will be rebuilt. Actually, the temple was still standing in Jesus' day. It was destroyed 38 years after Jesus' crucifixion, and it has not yet been rebuilt. Number three, there will be worldwide peace, universal disarmament, and a complete end to war. Yet since the advent of Christianity, wars have increased dramatically in the world. Some of them were actually fought in the name of Jesus. Number four, the Messiah will reign as king at a time when all the Jewish people will embrace the Torah and observe God, God's commandments. Sadly, today all Jews are not yet following all the commandments of the Torah. Number five, the Messiah will rule at a time when all the people of the world will come to acknowledge and serve the one true God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. This as well has not yet taken place, and we await its fulfillment. And number six, the Messiah must be a member of the tribe of Judah and a direct descendant of King David and King Solomon. Genealogy in the Bible is only passed down from father to son. There is no evidence that Jesus really had this pedigree. And the Christian Bible actually claims that he did not have a birth father from the tribe of Judah descending from David and Solomon. All of these criteria for the Messiah are found in numerous places in the Jewish Bible. One foundational example is in the book of Ezekiel, chapter 37, verses 24 through 28. And my servant David will be king over them, and they will all have one shepherd, and they will walk in my ordinances and keep my statutes and observe them, and they shall live on the land that I gave to Jacob my servant, in which your, for, in which your fathers have lived. And they shall live there, they and their children and their children's children, forever. And my servant David will be their prince forever. Moreover, I will make a covenant of peace with them. It will be an everlasting covenant, which I will give them. And I will multiply them and set my sanctuary in their midst forever. And my tabernacle shall be with them, and I will be their God, and they will be my people. And the nations will know that I am the Lord who sanctifies Israel when my sanctuary is in their midst forever. Anyone can claim to be the Messiah, or a group of people can claim that someone is the Messiah. However, if that person fails to fulfill all the criteria found in the Jewish Bible, he cannot be the Messiah. According to the Christian scriptures, Jesus seems to have understood this. As he was being crucified by the Romans, he cried out, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? 
In order to deal with Jesus' failure to fulfill the biblical messianic prophecies, missionaries argue that he will accomplish them when he returns in the future. It is important to understand that this doctrine of a second coming is an admission that Jesus did not fulfill the messianic criteria. This rationalization for his failure certainly provides no reason for accepting him as the Messiah today. Furthermore, the Jewish Bible does not have a messianic installment plan where the Messiah comes, fails in his mission, and then returns thousands of years later to finally succeed. Missionaries will claim that because Jesus performed miracles, he must be the Messiah. However, we have no real evidence that Jesus actually performed any miracles. More significantly, even if Jesus did perform miracles, they would not prove he was the Messiah. Our Bible never says that we will be able to recognize the Messiah through the miracles that he will do. The Torah actually teaches that even false prophets can have the ability to perform supernatural miracles. As Jews, we prefer to wait for the real thing, according to God's promises and guidelines. The Jewish Bible pro provides a clear and consistent description of what the world would look like when the Messiah comes. And this clearly has not yet transpired. So, we still await the coming of the real Messiah. May he and a true utopian world come soon. To learn more about the Jewish Messiah, visit our website at www.jewsforjudaism.ca or our YouTube channel, Jews for Judaism Canada. Thank you. Okay. This, what you just heard, and a lot of you probably never heard this before, before somehow, what you just heard is the, the belief in a religious thought of the majority of Jews, not only in Israel, but even in America. This is their thought, and this is what they really believe. You, you follow what I'm saying? You, you understand? Now, this is from a Jewish rabbi, which they still follow the law of the Torah, which we are not under today. This is what the majority, I'm going to say this again, of Jews that follows religious Jews, because you got Jews that don't follow religion. I'm just talking about the ones that really hold on to the Torah, which most Jews does, even celebrities, Shapiro and all them, uh, believe in why they don't accept Jesus, why they don't believe in Jesus. They will go that far. They, they, believe, they believe Jesus, the Messiah never came. They never accepted as Jesus as being their Messiah because he didn't fulfill, fulfill those things. Now, what are those things he was talking about fulfilled? Those things he was talking about supposed to be fulfilled are true. They was never fulfilled. Jesus didn't fulfill that. And they have many scriptures to prove that those things was going to happen. And that is true. So what he is saying is very, very true. All of that is under in the Bible, under the covenants and laws and through the prophets. Correct? Now, what I want you to understand, even though what he is saying is true, Jesus is not the issue. Jesus is not the one that did not fulfill the promises. It's their belief. It's their confusion. And why? Because they're, really, they're blind. And even though, man, you can see what's really going on, uh, 
a, a, a messy a, a orthodox Jew cannot because according to the Bible God blinded them and this is supernatural right in front of your face how could they miss it they've been doing this for thousands of years they missed it and remember when I said they did not accept Jesus when he came the first time because he didn't fulfill those things what this 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 rabbi is talking about that's the main reason why they didn't accept Jesus as being believing who he said he was because he did not fulfill that he wound up dying on the cross he, they really made them mad so even today they don't accept Jesus as being their Messiah there's one big reason why and I'm going to get into that in the next episode that is going to stand out if you don't accept Jesus as your Messiah today what happens according to they, they call it the Christian belief the Orthodox Jews even in Israel today they don't like Christians they don't they all oh, they call them missionaries like he was saying missionary they call us a missionary they don't believe in the Christian doctrine now who do they consider the Christian doctrine Paul's teachings even though they're wrong about that but my point is when they talk about the Christian doctrine they're going by Mostly a lot of Paul's teachings who they also reject. Now, why do I believe that? Because I'm going to I'm going to keep talking about this and I'm going to get more into this in the next episode because it's going to take quite a few episodes to before I get to conclusion about why I say what I say about Israel today and stuff like that and why Israel's not God favored today. They're not even on the map today. He don't even look at them that way today. And why I say that and why you should follow the pattern how God treated this nation when it was disobedient or in unbelief. It's the same pattern. So if you can see that little bit right there, that unbelief, how you think God is going to treat that nation when they don't accept his son? We're going to get in there and more, man, in the next episode of Real Talk. Let's get into this nation, Israel, and how God is looking at Israel today.